Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Birch Sheet Metal. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. Uh, we got to talk about some football transfers, some basketball recruiting, lots of pieces moving uh, in the basketball recruiting world, um, and then some some drafts, mock drafts, probably in uh, the NFL and NBA. We'll probably get to a little bit of both of those on this edition of the show. But uh, I guess, Kyle, let's start where we left off yesterday. You know, we we have now the hit single, Where in the World is Carrie Blackshire Jr.? <laughs> And I, if you I sing that song again. I'm gonna <laughs> resign from the podcast. Well, then, hey, uh, you, you might not want to make that maybe public because maybe, maybe that's your plan. It would just be all me. Uh, it would probably be terrible. But anyway, there's been a little bit more clarity, but I'm still really, really confused because the latest I read is that the initial report from whenever it was that Calipari and assistant visited Blackshear Jr. and his family was accurate. Zagoria was accurate. accurate. That's what I just read um, from uh, multiple Rivals reporters. So, (laughs) I will just ask you, what do you know about this (laughs) whole situation? Um, And you can get the information you have, and then we'll try to parcel out what the heck is going on here. Well, here's some big news. I spoke to Kerry Blackshear Jr., the son, the actual player, this afternoon. Okay. Um, and the conversation went like this. Hey, Carrie, it's Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and I cover Kentucky basketball. I wanted to catch up with you real quick to get the actual story on what's going on with your recru- recruitment directly from you. And he said, uh, oh, okay, um, let me call you back. I'm about to do a workout. I'll call you back in 30 minutes. And that was about uh, seven hours ago. So, um I don't think we're going to be hearing from uh, Kerry Blackshear Jr. tonight. So that's my big scoop. I did talk to him. He confirmed that it was him, uh, but he told me nothing. Let, so. Let's let's parcel out. Like, could you could you read into the tone of his voice <laughs> when, yeah, you, the, <laughs> when you when you add when you way he said, "Let me call you back." Uh, did it sound like Kentucky or the NBA? Um, yeah, this whole thing is weird, and I, I'm frankly not really wanting to comment on it any further until we get some like actual concrete information. Um, The whole thing just feels strange to me, whether it be the family, whether it be Kentucky or the family being uh, directed to cool it on the publicity from Kentucky. I don't know, but like somebody wants to keep what's going on from being as public as it has been. Uh, because there's just no other real, there's no, I mean, there's no other explanation that somebody wants to keep this thing on the down low because there are, you know, all these conflicting reports at this point, whether they had contact last week, whether they visited this week. Um, I think it's obvious at this point, Kentucky would like to have Kerry Blackshear Jr. as a graduate transfer. That is what I can say for sure, that he's in the transfer portal, that the two options for him are play professionally right now, 
or come back to college and almost certainly leave Virginia Tech as a graduate transfer because he's in the portal. And then the other fact we know is that Kentucky likes him and would like to have him and would welcome him without a doubt if he wants to come. Beyond that, it's all random, weird, he said, she said stuff, or he said, he said stuff. Um, and, and it's not even really that because Kentucky can't and isn't going to comment about it publicly anyway. But the whole thing is a, sort of a silly saga at this point. I'd just like to see it come to some kind of formal conclusion where there's no uh, sort of debating the merits of the facts. Like this is what's happening. So I, I say we come back to this when there's something real <laughs> and concrete to deal with. I can, uh, that's fine with me. I'm, I'm, I'm all good on, on board with that. It was just that this, this new cycle just continues to turn. And I thought we would give a quick update no, no, I, on I, stuff I, that we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think it's, I, I think I didn't, I hadn't seen uh, that latest uh, piece of that. I've been working on a, a story all day and had not seen that, that there's pushback on the fact that yes, in fact that did happen because I believe it was rivals that reported it in the first place Correct. that they had, that, that Calipari had visited the family. And then, um, Zagoria had the report that the dad said, no, we're just trying to set up a visit. Um, and so the whole thing is weird, but I, I didn't know that. So I, it's worth mentioning, but I really only in the service of, uh, Hey, this story is still weird and stupid. Yeah. And uh, the thing that we've made note on anytime we've talked about Blackshear Jr., uh, which was, you know, Kyle, you had the first report about this. The the keep in mind is that he is going through the NBA draft process, and that is his ultimate goal. And if he had his druthers, he would like to be a professional basketball player next season. So, regardless if there, if in fact that you know it was, we said this on the last edition of the show that like he was like, okay, if I come back to college, I'm definitely going to school X. School X doesn't necessarily uh, know that they're going to get him because he could still potentially go pro. So we're going to be in the same boat. Uh, as EJ Montgomery and Nick Richards, we're going to be waiting a little bit till after they get some feedback. Um, so, I would also note that he's not the only one that would really like to be a pro. the uh, The official NBA early entry list is out for the 2019 draft now that the deadline has passed, and there are 233 people uh, on that list. Um, so, that's a lot. It's a two round draft with 60 picks, so that's uh, 173 more people than can be picked in this draft are currently in it. Now that means there's probably a ton of them. I would say well over a hundred of those will ultimately decide to go back to school. And maybe all the people we just talked about, Blackshear, uh, Montgomery and Richards may all three be in that boat of, you know, just getting information and coming back to school. But, uh, that sort of complicates for all these guys. There's a lot of dudes out there that are trying to get looked at and hoping to, you know, climb up the board. And, and with that many guys in, the draft right now, I think you also have to be nervous if you're not a first-rounder and if you're a fringe second-rounder. Like, I don't know that you're going to get very much concrete information. I mean, there, be, there may end up being 60 guys who stay in the draft thinking they're going to be second-round draft picks, and only 30 of them will. Yeah, and keep in mind that number uh, that you just referenced there, Kyle, those are the early entry list so that doesn't include seniors not that a ton of seniors get drafted anymore at this point but there's still a lot of other guys that are trying out for these pro workouts and doing their best to make those rosters as well uh i believe and you can correct me here that also includes um 
international players though as well, right? The early entry list. Uh, I think so. Yes. Okay. I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So not not all of those guys are are college dudes, um, but that is still just a massive, massive number, which is just just crazy to think about. But uh, as we've said, it's smart to go get that feedback and get to know what you need to work on if you just ultimately decide uh, to come back. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And um, coming up next, we're going to talk about a possible Kentucky target who has an announcement to make tomorrow. Well, today probably as you're listening to this. Uh, but before that, I do want to tell you guys about Birch Sheet Metal. If you need metal roofing or siding for a residential or agricultural project, go direct to where it's made. That's Birch Sheet Metal. They've got classic rib panels cut to order with a 40-year warranty in 15 different colors, plus Galvalume and an economy grade with all the trim and accessories to match. You can give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out BurtSheetMetal.com. That's B-U-R-C-H SheetMetal.com. They've also got bubble insulation, permafelt, sliding door tracks, and aluminum frame rails. Burt Sheet Metal is located in Walton, Kentucky. Give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out birdsheetmetal.com. Don't pay lumberyard prices for metal. Go direct to where it's made. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Johnny Juzang. That could be like a, a good superhero alias, I feel like. Yeah, Johnny Juzang, the uh, California... I don't know something that is alliterative with California that sound he sounds speedy to me. Juzang sounds like it's like yeah. it's got like a like a the, like the Flash kind of uh, superhero. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's from Studio City, California. Isn't that where like Wheel of Fortune's filmed? Or I feel like one of those nightly game shows said I'm guessing live from Studio City, California. Yeah, I'm guessing there's quite a bit of uh, screen. Uh, Magic made in Studio City based on the name of the the city having wonder, studio in it. I wonder if like Joel Justice or, or John Calabari did any screen testing when they went out on that visit with uh, to see Johnny. I don't know. Maybe Joel. Cal didn't have a lot of time because he was meeting with the Lakers and uh, LeBron James. <laughs> You're going to get in keep, trouble. Uh, I want to keep putting that uh, that rumor out there for people. Who did that I see? That is very much not true. The Lakers are like now they're they're talking to Jason Kidd and... Monty Williams is contemplating taking the Suns job over the Lakers job, which is just crazy when also, you kind of think about it. I mean, the NBA is like, uh, are they going to be just like the NFL now and like all you can hire are retreads? Uh, kind of seems that way. Like, I mean, that like Jason Kidd, really? Yeah. That's that's the best that the you well, know, one of the two like – marquee franchises in the NBA can do is Jason Kidd. I, I, don't know. I, I will say this about the the Lakers got a ton of grief for firing uh, Luke Walton, but um, now he's in he's in some I, hot I know, water. Tr- yeah, he's in hot water. I guess that's the easiest way to say it. So the, the, in their statement, when the Lakers put it out, they said they weren't aware of the, the allegations of sexual assault that he now is facing. Um, so it's not like they had moral high ground to fire him. They just fired him, but it seems like they accidentally made a a good a good PR decision and and um, that's all I really have to say about that. But back to what we were talking about. Um, Johnny Juzang tweeted out today as we we're recording on Tuesday 
Big announcement tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. We have no idea what this announcement will be. 7.30 Eastern. Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's also something they say on TV. At 8, 7 Central. Um, Yeah, and and, uh, we also have uh, a story from Evan Daniels, friend of the podcast. Uh, who may be shedding some light on what this announcement is tomorrow, at least one piece of it. It may only be one piece of it. Uh, But Evan Daniels reports for 247 Sports that uh, Johnny Juzang, five-star player in the class of 2020, I think he's ranked 21st overall in the country, uh, is a wing player, small forward slash shooting guard type 6'6 kid, um, is seriously considering reclassifying to 2019 according to Evan Daniels, and the big piece of it has scheduled an official visit to Kentucky. Uh, he, wa- he, had, he was visited by Cal Perry and Joel Justice last week, and they extended an offer to him, and now he is going to be visit- visiting Kentucky on Monday, uh, like in, as people listen on Wednesday, in five days. Um, and so my guess is he announces the reclassification tomorrow or, or today as you're listening on Wednesday and then visits Kentucky on Monday and then it may be done, you know. Um, I've, I've got to think this, this bodes very, very well for Kentucky. They want to add another shooter. They'd like to add another big man. I think in the big man department they want to do it through the grad transfer market ideally have a guy that's proven at the college level, but they also have some reclassification options there. Uh, but the shooting guard, or not even necessarily shooting guard, but a guy who can shoot, uh, looks like it could be Johnny Juzang. It seems like they may have made a strong appeal to him that, hey, we have a need for a knockdown shooter. We, you know, we're losing Tyler Hero. We're losing Kellen Johnson, the two guys who I believe were one and two on the team and made threes, and P.J. Washington, who may have been third on the team and made threes. Um, you know, that's a pretty strong appeal. Like, Hey, we're going to have a preseason top five team and we need a shooter. Um, it, it says here in Evan's story that he's also considering Villanova, Virginia, USC, Kansas, among others. Uh, and the only, uh, other official visit he's taken was to Virginia back in October. So, um, I mean, just the timing of everything, the fact that, if it goes down the way I'm predicting that tomorrow's announcement is about reclassifying officially, that Cal and Joel visited on Friday and made an offer. He reclassifies the following Wednesday, schedules a visit to Kentucky for the following Monday. All that math adds up to Kentucky might have another dude coming into this class real soon. Yep. And he would be a really, really interesting uh, prospect to, would fill the California void left by Jamal Baker, so that would be that would be a huge benefit as well, because you need some of that California cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, Kentucky doesn't recruit on the West Coast a ton, uh, or hasn't landed a ton anyway, and and part of that is it's tough, like Jamal Baker and the homesick thing, and but it's not tough if you're like a star or a major contributor from day one. It's a lot harder when you're things aren't going the way you want on the basketball court and you're far from home. Uh, you know, it worked out fine for Terrence uh, Jones coming from Washington. Uh, so I think, um, 
you know, this looks like a potential rare West Coast win for Calipari in recruiting and a guy that's not going to come out here and be miserable and homesick and uh, be gone. I mean, he may be gone in a year, but it'll be because he helped Kentucky in some big way. Yep. So uh, we'll update you guys whenever we have more information on that. Um, real quick, I just did want to throw out, since I saw it today, uh, and Kyle, feel free to comment as you would like. Uh, CBS Sports did their top 100 prospects for the NBA draft. Nick Richards and EJ Montgomery did not make the list. PJ Washington came in at 11th. Keldon Johnson was 18th, and Tyler Hero was 22nd. So the thought process we had when both Montgomery and Richards announced that they were testing the water still pretty much holds true. It doesn't seem that those guys are where they want to be. Montgomery wants to be a first-rounder. Obviously, if you're not in the top 100, you're not a first-rounder. Uh, Richards did not make any specific kind of like demarcation lines, but you would definitely guess he would want to at least be drafted in the second round. Uh, and at least according to this CBS uh, list, he is not even in that. Yeah, I think I've seen three top updated top 100s uh, since the uh, top 100 slash two-round mocks since the official list is out. And those two, Montgomery and Richards, neither are on any of those. I've seen two different top 100s where they're not even in the top 100. And you got to be in the top 60 <laughs> to to get picked. And so that doesn't bode well. The other thing I would say about that um, is I would probably flip that CBS ranking on, uh, on, on Hero and Keldon. And I think it was ESPN, maybe, that I was looking at. One of the lists had, I think, PJ at 15, Tyler at 16, and Keldon around 21, and that sounds a little closer to me, yeah. to reality. Although although I think PJ is going to end up in the lottery, uh, but 15 is right there. It's one one spot out of the, the lottery. So, And it wouldn't shock me if Tyler goes and works out and ends up at the end of the lottery. So, yeah. uh, I, if, I would be a little surprised if, if Keldon Johnson goes ahead of either of those other two. Yep, that's the same exact thought process I have. And, you know, I I, I said it when, when these first started happening that, like, it might be slightly unlocked, unlikely, but I wouldn't be 100% shocked if Tyler Hero ended up being the first guy drafted of this group. It would be a little bit of an upset him going ahead of P.J. Washington, but as we've laid out, he is just like the perfect workout player, and I think he's definitely going to kind of dazzle NBA teams when he get in, gets in those settings. Coming up next, we're going to talk some football because U.K. is losing, well, potentially losing a quarterback, something most people saw coming. Um, but now it's official. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Gunner Hoke has entered the transfer portal. <laughs> Will he ever be seen again? Oh, I would have. I would guess yes. I don't know. Some at some point, somebody's going to go into the transfer portal and never come back. End up in another dimension. I like that uh, two four seven Sports has created a logo to go or a uh, graphic to go with their their transfer portal list that looks like a intergalactic space portal because I think that's what everybody's mind goes to when they hear transfer portal. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so anyway, Gunner's in outer space and Kentucky has a real big backup quarterback problem. Well, we need to stop for like real quick second though. Like this is most likely done, but if you read the words from Gunner's message on Twitter, which Thank you, Gunner Hoke. I, I want to applaud you. He cropped the note and didn't have like his battery life uh, in the corner. So 
Like, ah. I just uh, thank you so much for doing that. But he did not, you know, make it specifically clear that he is done at Kentucky. He talk, just talked about options. Uh, and Mark Stoops today spoke to the media on Tuesday. It was mainly about the draft, the NFL draft, and where he expects his guys to go. But with this being in the news, he was, of course, asked about that. And Stoops said it's not a done deal that he's going to go somewhere else. I think he's got to look at it and just check his options. So that's that's what this is. Uh, now, when you you lay it out and you kind of read between the lines to a certain extent, and you read some of the his teammates at Kentucky quote tweeting and say "going to miss you, man" or something along those lines, it's it's pretty clear that it is most likely that he will go to another school next year, but it's not one hundred percent done. Um, so I just say all that to to kind of have a disclaimer. And now we'll look at it. If he does one hundred percent end up leaving, uh, they will be super thin. Uh, the backup quarterback, I guess the way that it is currently signed, they'll have three options. Two will be true freshmen who neither participated in um, spring practice and then a sophomore uh, quarterback in Walker Wood, local Lexington product, who has never played a snap of college football, uh, mostly because of injuries. Uh, uh, Kyle, like this isn't that uncommon, but you never want to really be in this situation as a football program. Yeah, although, you know, they you worry because of the way Terry Wilson plays as a running quarterback and he stay healthy. But they got through last season with Terry Wilson almost exclusively as the quarterback uh, for every meaningful snap of the season, basically, and they won 10 games. Now, you really rather not tempt fate. It's really hard to get through a whole season in the SEC healthy at any at you know, quarterback, running back, all those kind of positions where you're going to get hit a lot. Um you know, and there, you would have to guess that there will come a time where he turns an ankle or something happens. Uh, and if it's something serious, then you're really uh, stressing, I think. But uh, you know, they have they have better than terrible options, <laughs> I would say. Uh, not like totally dire options. They're not going to be putting you know a walk on in there. You know, Monty Gilmore is a guy that to me is like a perfect guy to groom. Uh, for the you know to replace Terry Wilson down the road, um, I, I watched a highlight. I think a lot of people did a highlight reel of his state championship game in Louisiana. That's some pretty high level football. They play it in the um, Superdome down there, and he was pretty dazzling. He made some great deep throws and uh, was good on the move. And I, I'm very impressed with uh, Amani Gilmore, um, but I don't think you want to press him into action necessarily. Yeah. Um, before he's ready. Uh, all that said, you know, with the with the red shirt rule, with the what is it? They can play four games and still take a red shirt. Um, you know, I think you hope to just sort of bide your time and and hope that there are no injury, you know, dire injury situations in the first uh, part of the season, and and don't burn his red shirt right away, and kind of rep him and get him ready in practice as the thing goes along, and and kind of see. Um, See where he is. See if Walker Wood can help you. I, th- I think that's one thing that's sort of on Kentucky's side here is, you know, they can at least maybe or, – or maybe they just say, we're going to play Imani Gilmore. We're going to play him the first four games straight away. Like, we are going to play him the first four games with the goal to still redshirt him, but let him get that experience in those four games and then, you know, 
shelve him unless there's an emergency. But if there is an emergency, he's played four games. So mm-hmm. there's there's some options there where you can at least get him some work maybe in the non-conference schedule um, or, or kind of start getting him ready uh, earlier in the year. But as, to your point about the like the door being open on Gunnar Hoke, he's out of here. I mean – Well, they – I, I put the disclaimer out because they – it made yeah. it, they left the door open, so that's why yeah. I did it. Yeah, I, I would just be stunned because, like, it's not just uh, any of the other factors you mentioned. Like, to me, it's the fact that, like, look at, look at like, Gunner's mom and dad just openly criticizing <laughs> on, on social media. By the way, um, you know, like, like, quick aside, uh, there is, like, a trolling Twitter account, and I don't even want to give the handle out, but if you, like, read replies to most of Gunner's tweets, there's, like, this fake dude that is clearly just trying to mess with people talking about how Stoops is an idiot um, because he didn't play Gunner, even though Stoops won 10 games with the, the Kentucky team that he did put out on the field. Uh, so if, if for the most part, when you, when you see something like that in replies, probably just, just take a pass on wasting your time with that fool. Sorry. I had to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the, it does stink for Gunner, and like the reason, the other reason besides is whatever his parents have to say, and 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 I sort of get where they're coming from. I know they're frustrated because I do think Gunner Hoke is a pretty solid college quarterback. He's got a, you know, he's certainly a great backup for Kentucky, and I would guess that for somewhere from for someone at a, a slight step down from SEC football, and I don't even mean like one double A. I mean. Cincinnati or whatever. I don't think know that Cincinnati's in the market for a quarterback, but someone of that level, I think he could step in and play and be good. I mean, he's he's performed okay in some game situations, and he's performed great in spring game situations for Kentucky, and he did again this year. Um, you know, I've seen enough of him to think, yeah, he could be a viable college quarterback. Um, so I get his and his family's frustrations and, and the wanting to find a place to play. I also have zero doubt that that all along the way, be it Steven Johnson, uh, even a one-armed Steven Johnson or a no-armed Steven Johnson. Uh, I think it was one. Of, I think it was one arm, no leg. <laughs> yeah, one arm and no leg, Steven <laughs> Johnson, because of his leadership, and then last year Terry Wilson, because he was your most dynamic playmaker. Um, no, he wasn't perfect throwing the ball. No, he wasn't perfect in some of his decisions. Yes, he had some ball security issues, but like if there was a guy who was going to break a game open for you at that position, it was probably going to be him. I, I mean, to me, there was no doubt they made the right call. You know, I, I don't think there's any doubt they're making the right call installing Terry as the starter again. I, you'd be out of your mind to win ten games with him, and no matter what, I mean, literally, no matter what Gunnar Hoke did in spring to start anybody but Terry Wilson this season would be nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're, you know. The, if you're Gunnar Hoke, then you go like, then you look at it from that perspective. Literally, no matter what I would have done this spring, I couldn't have probably unseated Terry Wilson. So where does that leave me? It leaves him needing to go somewhere else, and so I think he will go somewhere else. Yep, um, and keep in mind he has two years of eligibility left, so he'll he'll get two two years to play wherever he ends up. Uh, final. Speaking of moving on, Josh Allen's obviously moving on, and a bunch of guys are going to be in the NFL draft. That's going to happen on Thursday. Uh, we, we won't have like a preview of that. We'll just kind of break it down, but I will say two things about, uh, overall the draft one, you need to be following at citrus bowl on Twitter because they have changed their name to Josh Allen Stan account. And they are basically just 
trying to get Josh Allen picked number one overall because if you remember, uh, he had that quote after the bowl game and he like, Kyle, you weren't there, but I think you've seen the video where he like halted the press conference. The press conference was over. The moderator had ended the press conference. He goes, hold on, hold on. Everybody, make sure you're recording on this. And he goes, if I don't go number one, I don't know who is. And he like walked off. Like it was like a, like literally he didn't drop the mic because they were set up on stands. So he couldn't do that. But it was basically a drop the mic moment. So they're like just loving on Josh Allen. So if you want to see some Josh Allen appreciation, go check that out. Also, uh, Mark Stoops spoke today about that, uh, the players up for the draft. And he said uh, that he thinks Lonnie Johnson should be a first rounder. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, the next edition of the podcast, I previewed, I mentioned this the uh, yesterday. It's going to be a special edition. It's a new series we're doing. It's called Be- Beyond the Bio. Uh, I talked to Brad White, UK's new defensive coordinator, for like 30 minutes. Uh, his journey. It's really interesting, Kyle. I don't. I I told you about some of it. Brad White was supposed to go to Yale to play football, and he was done with football. He wasn't going to be a coach. He was in banking like in banking and then a former coach came and visited him only because the coach's conference was in the city that he was living in at the time and that got him back into coaching it's a really interesting story that I don't think you really completely can understand Uh, so stay tuned for that so we'll be talking about the draft on the Friday edition of the show we'll we'll discuss what happened with Josh Allen um, and then look ahead for the other guys that are still left to go so until then follow along with us on social media I am at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Follow along at Locked On UK on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Please rate, please review, please subscribe, please comment on there. All those really, really help. Thanks again to Birch Sheet Metal for sponsoring this edition of the show. Read Kyle's work on The Athletic. Listen to me on the radio locally in Lexington, 630 WLAP, 6 to 8 p.m. Weeknights, 9 to noon, Sunday morning. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. There's been a little bit more clarity, but it, with that, when they're... Uh. Yo, I lost you there. Yeah, all good. I it just wrapped up, so we can just start right now. Okay, good. And as soon as I can find my read, I will do this.